Welcome to Who's the Best, the podcast which discusses, debates and decides the best pop culture icons. I'm your host, Sandro Manetti. Today's question, who's the best? <laughs> Horror villain. Horror villain. Dim the lights, listen carefully, and are you really alone? We're going to have a diabolical time talking about some murderous lunatics who are completely terrifying. But more about our studio guests later. Um, we uh, we will be asking them to uh, debate and uh, decide uh, who are the uh, the best horror villains, and then at the end we'll announce the public choice. Now, the two recent It films have had the two biggest box office openings of any horror films ever, showing that the public is still in love with a good scare and a good villain. In the case of It, we have Pennywise, a clown that can shapeshift into a child's deepest fear or phobia, while at the same time being able to control their mind. It's a brilliantly scary concept. Um, children as villains are scary too, like the little girl ghost who climbed out of the TV in the ring, or the Antichrist from the Yeoman, or a child's toy like Annabelle or Chucky. There's so many candidates for best horror villain. We've got the classics, there's Michael Myers from Halloween. No matter how fast you run, he always catches you at his own pace. Or Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, who made us too scared to go to sleep for fear a man with a clawed hand would attack us in our dreams. There's also the insane hockey mask killer Jason from Friday the 13th, or Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, who wore his victim's skin as a trophy. Going further back, how about Norman Bates from Psycho? Or even further back, one of the original classic villains such as Dracula. So many options. Later, we'll hear from Dee Wallace, who, in addition to starring in E.T. as Elliot's mother, has appeared in several classic horror films such as The Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, Cujo and Critters. We'll also hear from an actor who had one of the most unusual deaths in a horror film. But first, let me introduce the guests in studio with me to talk us through this horror special. Three scream queens beloved by horror fans for their memorable performances in the genre. First, Kelly Maroney, who you know from True Blood and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, as well as horror favourites like Chopping Mull, Transylvania Twist and Night of the Comet. Welcome, Kel. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tiffany, with a Y, Shepis, whose most recent of 142 film credits includes the upcoming Death Sember. Other recent ones include The Violent Kind and Attack of the Morningside Monster. Hello, Tiffany. Hello. <laughs> and <laughs> Tiffany, with an I, Brookfest, is another with a long list of wonderfully named credits like... Garden Party Massacre, Welcome to Hell, Krampus the Devil Returns, and of course, Circus of the Dead. Welcome to our Circus of a Podcast, Tiffany. Oh, I'm ready for the circus, guys. Let's get this going. Hello. <laughs> 
It seems like horror has never been so popular. Why does it endure and continue to fascinate? I mean, I think it continues to fascinate because our world and everyday lives are kind of full of trauma and scary stuff. So I, I know mine is, mm-hmm. Tiffany, with a Y. It totally is. <laughs> it's that you need that release, and that yeah. release is often in the form of a dude with a glove or a right. little doll that comes back to life because that's so much less scary than, right, than the reality. stuff you see mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. It's well, like we tend to shut down at the horrors that actually go on in our life, but that is a place where you can scream and be scared, and it all comes out, and you're fully, you fully process it. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's, it's similar, right, to like we want to go ride a roller coaster or get scared at a theme park. It's that that kind of that norm of getting mm-hmm. scared, being this cathartic release, and being a way we can uh, we can safely be scared watching uh-huh. that yeah. stuff, right? Because it's not yeah. real; it's not happening to us in real life. Yeah, but exactly. there's also nothing cooler than like going back to when you were like in a movie theater and you're sitting there with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your friend, and you're like, "Oh my god, my heart's racing! Oh my god, the, the guy's gonna jump out on the screen! Oh my god, they're touching my hand next to me!" Like it all goes back to that childhood of like horror movies, making out, being scared. Like I think we're all still chasing that weird mm-hmm. adrenaline just like yep. Brookfest just said like going on a roller coaster and that's what horror I think is now what in your opinion is the more scary the mm. psychological terror of suggesting something scary is going to happen or the actual gore of showing the blood and guts psychological for Why? me oh yes well because there's the sense of dread and your imagination will come up with Far worse than they're ever going to be able to show you on screen. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and also, like, the what could happen to right. me is a big deal. Like, you know, if you're going right. to just gut me, I'm dead and gone. Like, that's yeah. over. But if you're going to psychologically screw at me for a whole movie or mm-hmm. in real life or stalking or any of that mm-hmm. stuff, that's that's longevity. That's right. torturous. Right. Well, and I was just going to say, it goes to, like, to me, the genre being so vast, like a slasher to me is more of that just gory like kills and blood and gore which some people love like I find mm-hmm. that to be more of an entertainment like sometimes it's even comedic yes. so that release is a little more like this is fun this is funny this is gross but I find as well psychological horror because it's usually based in reality I know as a woman the idea of a stalker or uh, a man being obsessed with me and murdering me because there's a realness that it could occur mm-hmm. is unbelievably frightening how has women's roles in horror films changed over the years and has times up and me too made Mm. any difference in the last couple of years i I think women had great roles in horror movies from back in the day till now i mean Mm -hmm. it just kind of goes through ebbs and you know there's waves of it like the 80s had a lot of you know kind of girl running through the woods screaming Mm -hmm. boobs fall out i mean i know because that went into the 90s and that's what i did Not me, I was a final girl. (laughs) (laughs) Just that. (laughs) But it it seems to me that women are so rarely the villain and more often Mm. the the victim. Is that something you would like to see change? I actually think there are amazing female villains. I think, if anything, they're just not as brought up Mm -hmm. in the media. That's what's changing because of Time's Up is now we're starting to really go like, Mm -hmm. oh, but this woman, this final girl or this Mm -hmm. hero is an icon in the genre. I just think uh, for a long time, like you were saying earlier, Shepis, men were the dominant kind of fan of the genre. Sure. And they would often kind of idolize the icon as the male character in, in the sure. film. 
But I mean, you also have to look at, I mean, just physique. I mean, men are generally bigger and more mm-hmm. physically imposing, which is why you sure. would often look at that and go, oh, that's scary versus the petite woman with a knife. Sure. But that is scary. psychologically yeah. wise, mm-hmm. women can be maddening oh and terrifying mm-hmm. and crazy and get into your head and kind of kill you slowly that way. Right. Joan <laughs> Crawford, Betty Davis. Eight perfect mm-hmm. examples. Mm-hmm. But what's it like behind the scenes? I mean, last summer, only two major studio movies were directed by by women um, you know clearly we need to change the numbers to change the game but mm. in the horror genre are there more female writers are there more female directors absolutely. or are things not changing in that direction absolutely yes. they're coming up I was just at the Etheria Film Fest and um, there's, a, there's a which can I just say is a festival for women run by women that right. we all go to yep. and support right. as women here there are so many Chelsea Stardust um, the Soska uh, Sisters the Soska Sisters Jill uh, um, Jill Six Jace Anderson, Gigi Saul Grey. I mean, that's what I was there's thinking. There's really of. great female horror writers yes. and just a lot more uh-huh. women involved in the genre now than there ever has been before. It, they're they're embracing it more. Mm-hmm. And, and how has the nature of uh, horror films themselves changed? I mean, you look at something like sort of Scream about 20 years ago, which was kind of like sort of knowing and sort of self-aware. Um, did, did that have a big impact on the genre and change things? To me, I saw a shift in the genre change just from doing conventions and things like that. After Scream happened and Nev Campbell being a very mainstream actor doing a big mainstream horror film and as a final girl, a hot, cool, badass final girl, all of a sudden I started to see young women coming to shows and families coming to shows. And so there was a, a, a shift in that. Like what I said, we've had female final girls since, you know, since the time beginning began, and yeah. female villains and female villains. Yeah. Yes. Just, I think when it became mainstream with scream and I know what you did last mm-hmm. summer and that kind of string of, I want to say teeny bopper horror films. So Jennifer Love Hewitt changed the industry. She's changed the world. Changed my world as well. One yes. giant titty at a time. Well, also, I mean, that is, the, that is the case. It's, There's a thing too, where I, it used to be that people did horrors to, horror to try to get like directors and writers and even actors to try to get a foot into the movie industry. And now they come in for horror. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us what it's like to be on the set of a horror film and if it's different in any way from being on the set of another film. For example, you know, is there a hierarchy? Do the uh, do the people stay in character? Do the villains hang out with the villains? The virgins hang out with the virgins? What's <laughs> it? To, uh, can, can I is just there say... a fight over the, over the craft services table? What, what, what happens? The family bond that people get on a, a genre film is pretty strong and unique. And I think it's mostly because of setting. You're often in a place that's not really desirable. You're in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the night. You're shooting 20 nights straight. You're yeah. up all There's the time. There's no bathroom. Yeah, you're going to the woods. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're actually camping. So and, and you're one, forced to bond. Yes. One thing that's always troubled me about horror films, maybe you can solve this mystery. Um, I notice, you know, a lot of female virgins get attacked. <laughs> Why are the male virgins never attacked in horror films? Because it's boring. Nobody this wants boring. to see yeah, the nerdy virgin guy. T- well, maybe no, some people do. I'm sorry. Easy I don't. Yeah, it's easy easy pickings. Pick. This reverse sexism. <laughs> it's not exciting easy enough. Pickings. I guess find me the hot virgin male, and I might be like, all right, let's tie him up right. and put him on an altar. Yeah. But generally, Boil him up first. <laughs> it's the forty-year-old Steve Carell version, you know, with his chest waxed. Then you'd be like, yeah. I don't know. Well, and I would still say that goes back to it being before more recently a male dominated director and writer uh and a murdering a girl is is essentially like taking her virginity there's a mm-hmm. there's a metaphor there 
Now, there's certain things you always learn what not to do from watching horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's been a great education for me. You know, mm-hmm. never go in the basement. Never. Yeah. Never. Never. never, never. It can only end well. By yourself. Yeah. And no never, attics. No attics. No attics. Yeah. <laughs> never go to the cabin in the woods. No. Right. Nothing. And never have sex sleep in the with cemetery. your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And oh if my you hear gosh, a noise, you don't go outside and... Hello? Oh, wait, I do that. I'm in my 90s. Yes. I'm in in here. Let me take a shower while I wait for the killer to show up. (laughs) Also, never have sex. Now, Kelly, am I right in saying that if you have sex at the start of a horror movie, (laughs) you're always doomed? Well, speaking about how sex is actually secondary in a horror movie, it is a guidepost. If you have sex, you're going to die because you're a sinner. You're a bad kid. And that's one of the things. The minute you see somebody getting bad on a horror movie, in fact, if they don't get killed, it's amazing. It's like, oh, they're being creative. <laughs> <laughs> so horror movies are not all about sex, but they are all about great villains. You're listening to Who's the Best Horror Villain with me, Sandro Manetti. More later from uh, Kelly, Tiffany and Tiffany as we move on to the discussion about who's the best horror villain. I recently got a chance to speak with Queen of the Horror Hits, Dee Stone. As I mentioned, uh, she starred in E.T., but she's also known for a string of horror classics. I started by asking her, what impact the horror genre has had on her career? It's pretty much been my career. You know, it's interesting because I also do healing work. And I think my study of fear and horror and lack of control that a lot of the characters in the horror genre bring to life have dovetailed actually into my healing work and made me understand it more. And I asked how proud she is of her place in popular culture. I'm incredibly proud of my place in pop culture. I'm incredibly proud of doing a classic like E.T. And at the conventions, it's pretty much a toss-up between E.T., Cujo, and The Howling. And then after that, Critters and Frighteners and all of Rob Zombie's things that I've done. And I wondered what were some of her memories from all these great movies? Oh, my goodness. I have so many memories. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. Well, The Howling was probably the most fun because I was working with Christopher Stone, who um, I was married to. Uh, Actually, I was engaged to him at the time. So, you know, we were in this heavy love affair, and it was... A great experience with Joe Dante. Cujo was the hardest thing I've done. There were 13 dogs that played um, the dog in Cujo, all trained to go after different toys to do different tricks. What an amazing ride that was. That's the film I'm proudest of and definitely the hardest film I've ever done. There were 13 Cujos. Who knew? Who knew? Why uh, does Dee Wallace think the horror genre is so popular? I think the horror genre continues to fascinate audiences because we're always continually forever trying to get on top of our fears and be able to handle them while we're here with this three-dimensional body. And 
I think from the beginning of time, film has helped us do that. If you talk to any psychologist, all the young kids that watch the Disney films, the part they want to go back to consistently are the scary parts. So they can watch them and help themselves learn how to handle that fear and control in their lives. And I don't think we get any different when we grow up. That's why we like to go for the ride of the horror genre. Good point about Disney films there. I often thought that Walt Disney was the original horror master because, you know, so often in the start uh, of his movies, uh, we see uh, the lead characters separated uh, from the, from their, their parents or some big fear like that. But uh, I also asked Dee what she thinks makes a really good horror villain. What makes a great horror villain is somebody that we can really relate to and someone who makes us realize that we have just so much control over power. And the biggest place we have control is ourself. But we keep going outside of ourself, and that's even more frightening when you feel like you don't have any control over anything. And finally, the big question we're all here to debate today. I asked this star of The Hills Have Eyes, the howling Cujo and Critters, who she thinks is the best horror villain. In my opinion, the best horror villain ever was the entity that took over in The Exorcist. Again, dovetailing back into my healing work, I know that... I don't believe in outside entities taking us over, but I definitely believe in us weakening ourselves so much that we do not take control of the creation of our lives and therefore it appears that other energy is taking us over and the world is happening to us. Quite literally a head-spinning choice as Dee Wallace <laughs> goes for The Exorcist, one of the few classic horror films she actually wasn't in. Um, other potential candidates for best horror villain ever. Freddy Krueger, Pennywise, Michael Myers, Jason, Dracula, Chucky, Leatherface, Samara from The Ring, Pinhead from Hellraiser, Damien Thorne from The Omen, Frankenstein's monster, Cujo, Norman Bates, take your pick. Um, I'll be discussing the uh, the greatest villains shortly uh, with my guests. But first of all, Scream Queens, did you relate to anything Dee was uh, saying there in particular? Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, I don't know who wasn't scared of Cujo. Oh. Like, her mm-hmm. performance in that... I think dealing with an animal, like I have a fear of dogs, uh, but like dealing with an animal is un- unpredictable as a mass serial killer, mm-hmm. right? Because like they, you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't really know it. No matter how trained somebody is, mm-hmm. they can always turn on mm-hmm. you and they can certainly overpower you. So the Cujo thing, terrifying. <laughs> and I would say I agree. Cujo was literally one of the scariest movies when I was a child. But uh, what I really like that she said that I really relate to is this idea of actually that fear is so primal. And why horror continues is because it's really psychological. We're all trying to overcome our fear of death. Like we're all going to die. We're all actually really scared of that on the day-to-day level. Wait, what? And a horror film is this. <laughs> sorry to tell you, Kelly, I've, ru- I've ruined your day. But that concept of why horror no, is so vital, I thought was really head on. Like it's, it's really um, mm-hmm. our human instinct towards survival and actually a fear of death underlying us. One thing that continues to impress me about the horror genre is the new and inventive ways they find for characters to die. Um, (laughs) Now, 
all of uh, all of you three have died many deaths in in horror films, but can you perhaps each select one which was the most sort of fun and bizarre way that you were killed on screen? Let's start with Tiffany Shepherds. I oh, fun and bizarre way. I've I've died in, in many many horror films. Uh, like if you look at my IMDb, it's kind of riddled with ridiculous titles. Your IMDb um, has so many credits. It's like one of those drugstore receipts that just goes on and on and on and on. It's like 142 films yeah, on there. So. but like a drugstore receipt, uh, there's only two or three on there that you actually needed. You just bought oh. the rest of the junk and <laughs> got home and had buyer's remorse. Um, so yeah, 100 what movies. What a great summation of your own career. That's, that's, that's how it works. 100 <laughs> movies, maybe 10 that are I'm actually proud of. I'd um, love to steal that, but it's too specific. That's a tip. I can't even take that in a death. So the various ways that you've died uh, Oh my gosh. Uh, shark to the face, eaten alive, um, uh, swarmed by bees, ice pick to the eyeball, oh. face burnt off, which I don't know why you would die if your face was just burnt mm. off. Uh, you know, guts ripped out, uh, eyes taken out, ears taken oh out, everything, because I was, of course, naturally a nun who needed to be closer to God, so you remove all the senses. Uh, you, you name it, it has happened to me, but I, I may say the, my favorite of all time uh, I, just because of the love of Jaws in our house would have to be the the, the being eaten alive by a shark in Sharknado 2. Sharknado 2 my Ooh. favorite of the Sharknado genre <laughs> yes absolutely uh, Tiffany Fest take it away oh gosh um, I don't have as many deaths as these ladies uh, but I would say the one that to me and I'm trying to think of a way to say it without cursing or being too vulgar uh, would be I'm in a film with Felissa Rose who's uh, another scream queen we all know here uh, take me to hell actually what you mentioned and I am her <clears throat> vagina Siamese twin I come out of her vagina well, that's a first what <laughs> Hey, it is the most bizarre thing I've ever been asked to do. I'm literally like this monster <laughs> embryo thing coming out from between her legs. This is why you spent years in acting class. Uh, in years. fairness, that's just like regular childbirth. It's just, <laughs> yes. And for most of the movie, Felissa is speaking to what you think is maybe her twin upstairs or an inner voice, because you just hear my voice, and at the end you realize it's because she has a Siamese twin, but they're connected through the vagina, and I come out. Oh God! To attack someone <laughs> who's raping her. Well, so how do you? Ta- how do you? What a, what a classic! Classic horror. I don't want to get too much into semantics here, but but how do you actually? How do you actually die? Either? So how I die is actually the male strangles me, but I do bite his penis off first. Well, so it's a win. Revenge, <laughs> definitely. Now, uh, I'm sure our uh, listeners will want to check this movie out. Remind us all of the title. Uh, yes, it is part of a anthology that you mentioned called Take Me to Hell. Yes, Take Me to Hell. Uh, follow that, Kelly Maroney. Oh, okay, well, I've actually only died twice in my career so far. Oh. First was a, kind of, it, it's not, it's just sad, so I'll just gloss over it. I, I died on Chicago Hope. I was Mark Harmon's mother and a black and white flashback. <laughs> But it Aww. was, yeah. But the um, the weirdest one and, and the only one is I got eaten by a, a giant CGI, not realistic looking Gila monster, and it just goes <laughs> and sucks me up. Like it's got a tongue, and it just sort of it looks kind of funny when it yeah. happens. But um, that's it. 
But I do look forward to dying in some other thing. Hopefully uh, this podcast won't yeah. kill your careers. Here we can only <laughs> hope. Now, those were all impressive deaths, but I, I, I think I've got something even more impressive for you now, listener. I, I recently spoke to veteran actor Monty Bain, who described how in the movie Stephen King's Sleepwalkers, he was killed by a corn cob. That's oh. right. <laughs> he started by explaining the outline of the movie. Sleepwalkers, it's a fun movie. It's one of the more successful horror films made ever. Stephen King wrote the movie, actually. It didn't come from one of his books. It was an original screenplay. And I got to be uh, seen with Stephen King, actually. And the movie's based on an Oedipus complex between Alice Craig, the mother, and Brian Krause's son. And uh, cats, uh, the only people who can kill these sleepwalkers who are basically Alice and Brian play in the film, and they can live on the blood of young virgins. So they keep uh, getting these young virgins throughout the country and killing them from town to town to town. And they come to my town and we catch them. Well, that's, that's quite a plot right there. Now, Monty, uh, he plays a deputy sheriff. And as he described to me, he has a very bizarre death. In the movie, uh, my deputy sheriff I play, Horace, uh, has a huge confrontation about halfway towards the end of the movie, maybe, between Alice Krieg and myself, where we have a standoff. And, like, I call up the dispatcher's office, the police department, and Alice Krieg comes up with a corn cob and jams in my back four or five times and kills me with a corn cob. And I lie, lie there flat. And the camera pans over my body with the corn cob in the back. And uh, I've gotten a lot of recognition over the years for this death scene. So, the big question for corn cob victim Monty Bain, who's the best horror villain? The best person in a horror film or a horror scene was Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz. And the scene itself is a big horror scene where the witch is uh, killed, actually. And Hamilton gives a brilliant performance and scared the bejesus of all these young baby boomers. We ran screaming from the theater with our mothers and stuff like that. And it was a like, phenomena back in the time. Hamilton was a great actress, made many studio films. It was the best performance I've ever seen of that kind of genre in the scene, even though it wasn't really a horror movie. I guess Freddy Krueger was one of the better ones I've seen. Now, I, I wanna explain this. I love doing horror films. There's so much fun to make. They're so theatrical and all, but I don't like watching them too much. I'm just being as honest as I can. I, I don't like watching them, but the two that jump out on me really are uh, probably Freddy, and if you go way, way back, uh, maybe Boris Karloff or one of those people. Thank you, Monty Bain. Uh, panel, it's interesting that he said that he doesn't enjoy watching horror films, even though he's made so many of them. For, for, for you, can you enjoy them and be scared, or are you just looking out for all the technical uh, I'm the, things? I'm the biggest shrieker. You always know if I'm in the theatre because I go, I won't do it in the microphone. But... <laughs> don't make your ears bleed, listener. First, first I shriek, and then I laugh. So, yeah, I do enjoy them. <laughs> Actually, I do want to hear your scream. Okay, get ready by the volume control. Well, 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 this well. is Kelly Maroney <laughs> doing her horror scream. Well, Take wait. it away. Ready? Ah!
Amazing. Amazing. And it's, it's a real shame that you haven't been killed in more horror films. Because I would want to hear that. Now, I want to ask our other Scream Queens to compete on oh, the no. Scream Ometer. No. No. Uh, yes. We don't compete, we're friends. Okay, That's let's right. see. Good so point, it's going to be Shepard. Tiffany with an I, and then it's going to be Tiffany with a Y, or is Kelly going to win the Sorry. Battle of the Scream Queens? Sorry, Take it away, this. Tiffany with an I. Sorry. Go. I think they're all going to sound the same, but here yeah, we go. Probably. <laughs> nice. That, that that was nice. I'm just gonna forfeit. I think. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Tiffany, uh, Tiffany with Y is not even competing. I want to compete. She's with got this. a receipt of credits. She's got a long receipt. She doesn't yeah. have to. Okay, okay, Tiffany, you don't have to. What you need to do instead is act out what it's like to have your face eaten off by a shark. <laughs> oh, In no, three, no. two, one, oh, no. the star of Sharknado Wait, Two. I need, to, I need you to hold up a hand like a puppet at oh, me. Okay, like, okay. Oh, 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 here okay. it comes. Oh my. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think it's the mommy that sells it at the, at, at the end at the end there. Well that's a first on, uh, on, well, you know on what, who's the best. You know what's really realistic about that is it probably was somebody's hand that she had to act with. Uh-huh. When you watch scary movies at home, do you keep all the lights on or do you watch them in the dark? What's the what's the routine there? I watch them with the lights on and, and there are a few that I'll only watch if my husband is with me. I don't want to watch them by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I tend to watch horror alone, which I know to some people is frightening. But actually for me, that's part of it. I do want to be scared. <laughs> um, I have had many a night where I have slept with my light on because I've scared myself. And I'm mm, like, oh yep. my God, why did I just do that? <laughs> yes. But I had to. I watch them with the lights off, Mm -hmm. but then after the fact, like if I'm like, oh crap, I needed to go downstairs and get the laundry. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting the laundry right now. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I will not go to the garage. I will not go to the basement and I will not have sex. (laughs) (laughs) But are you really alone? (laughs) Have you checked the children? You're listening to Who's the Best with Sandro Minetti. Today's subject, who's the best horror villain ever? Some of the candidates, Pennywise, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Dracula, Cujo, Frankenstein's monster, Pinhead, Samara from the Ring, Leatherface, Norman Bates. We've heard on the show already from D. Wallace Stone. She thought the entity from The Exorcist. We've heard from Monty Bain, the actor who got killed with a corn cob in Sleepwalkers, that he thought the Wicked Witch of the West was the best horror villain ever. <laughs> Asking our studio guests one by one, who's the best horror villain? Tiffany Shepis, make the case for yours. I am going... I- <laughs> I'm going to have to say 100% the best horror villain, in my opinion, Freddy Krueger. Nightmare on Elm Street had the most movies. Mm. He had his own TV show. He had a rap song about him. He was a creepy ass like child killer, like and molester, which is nothing scarier and creepier (laughs) than that. Gets burned, gets killed, comes back to kill more kids and can do it in your sleep. Like that's madness to me somebody that you everyone has to go to bed at some point so imagine like you're like finally all right i'm at rest everything's okay and oh no freddie's here that's terrifying robert england great performance and nightmare on elm street also the movie that gave the world johnny depp so that's uh that's your choice freddie krueger okay tiffany with an eye well as a feminist i was really hell-bent on choosing a woman 
I think that there are so many great female villains. Uh, two that I thought of, because I do want to mention two amazing women, uh, is, of course, Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mom, like the original mm-hmm. to me, like when I think of, oh my God, the twist, and now she's the killer. But what really won me out was Annie Wilkes in Misery. Kathy Bates. Played by Kathy Bates. The best. It was also the first time I saw a female villain in a horror film win an Oscar. And that was huge to me because that was an insane character and she scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, so she is my female favorite villain. If I can pick a male favorite no, villain. You can't. and you don't. I'm getting told I can throw this in. So okay. I'm going to say <laughs> Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs is the scariest, creepiest character I've ever seen. True. It's a woman's Fine. actual nightmare. Yeah, he's terrifying, but so is Bruce from Jaws. If we're just going to name all the ones we like, let's just go on and on. Pinhead, who's pretty great in Hellraiser. Right. Right. The the cats from Sleepwalkers. I like the camaraderie that's suddenly not happening. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) The scream queens are having a fight. Save save us, Kel. Who's your choice? well, you, you got to understand that when you ask us this, yeah, it's a it's deep passion. Mm. And we probably, all of us, gave this way more yeah. thought than you thought we were going <laughs> to. Way more thought than we should have. Way more thought <laughs> like than we should have. It's too hard. We're trying to pick the best one. And yeah, we, that was our show. Thank you for listening. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter from the yes, Silence of the Lambs. Silence Why? of the Lambs. Because he just D-A-G-F. <laughs> Zero F's given. It's because he had so much fun doing it. Just the the mind control and everything, but the fun that he had. Well, that's back to our psychological horror versus like blood and guts and carnage, right? Actually, my thing. I said, am I picking a slasher because it's Mm -hmm. Freddie, Jason, and Mike Myers? But slashers aren't Mm -hmm. my thing. Psychological horror, Mm -hmm. I love. But see, I I Mm -hmm. love psychological horror, but I picked Freddie because I thought he's just such a character, such an actor's piece, Mm -hmm. like to be able to do the comedy and then have these wild kills. And he was just such a part of my childhood. And I still Mm -hmm. can't run up steps that have carpet without thinking it's going to turn into quicksand. No one has asked me what my choice is. We we don't care, but thank you. And that's the end of the show. Sandra, is it my vagina Siamese twin is your favorite of all time? I thought. Well, your vagina Siamese twin is pretty scary. Thank you so much. But there's one thing that's even scarier, and maybe it's because I went to Catholic school, Mm. but the birth of the Antichrist (gasps) seems to me like the ultimate scare. So I'm going for Damien Thorne from The Omen. Mm. From the scene at Damien's grave at an Mm. ancient pagan ceremony in Italy to the bizarre accidents that follow biblical prophecy to the ultimate realisation that the face of true evil is that of an innocent-looking child. I put Damien Thorne in a class above the rest. I, I, I do not agree. No, I approve that. I don't and agree with this cat. at all. I will drop kick a kid so fast. I will drop kick a kid. <laughs> it's, it's the Catholic <laughs> thing. Tiffany is for you, everyone. It's the Catholic thing. It's the 666 on his head. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that is, I almost picked the exorcist, but yeah. D picked it first. Because as a Catholic child, you know, um, all that stuff is frightening. And so anything that has to do with the Catholic Church, mm. I, I'm riveted to it. Yeah, to well, what, what about Rosemary's Baby then? Mm. True. That same was thing. on my list. That was same on my thing. list. Terrifying. More terrifying to me than just like a little dude with creepy eyes. Like, that I'm like, well, ah. there's, there's lots of names on the list. At yeah. the top of the show, I mentioned how the It films have been really dominating the box office, sending box office records tumbling. Now, 
Clowns are always like really scary, aren't they? Our old friend Johnny Depp, he has a paranoid fear of uh, of, of clowns. Um, so I guess he won't be in It 3. But uh, give us a professional appreciation of Pennywise and why this scary clown has so connected with modern audiences. It has to do with It getting into your psychology, right. right? And it's like the fears that he brings to you. It has nothing to do... I mean, I think some people have a genuine fear of clowns. I don't, I but... I think clowns are really creepy as hell. You do? Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Yeah. See, I don't... They don't affect me that way, but yeah. what's behind it in the movies is what gets you. My first film in horror is a clown movie called oh. Circus of the Dead, and so. it is scary. But I think it is having such a huge impact because, one, who doesn't love Stephen King? Right. I mean, it's there. He does no wrong in in so. genre people's eyes. But mm-hmm. then you have these great actors. You have two stories going on simultaneously mm-hmm. with the children and them as adults. Like I, I think it's just it's perfectly written. It's almost like Spielberg written yeah. movie about characters where you happen to have horrific stuff happen. <laughs> So in our time together, we've learned that there are so many potential candidates for who's the best horror villain. It's time to announce the results of the public vote. This was an extensive survey taken at horror conventions and horror film festivals until we come up with the ultimate top three. I will now announce the results of who's the best horror villain. In reverse order. In third place, Dracula. <laughs> That's right, an oldie, but a goodie. Second place in Who's the Best Horror Villain? Freddy Krueger. Yes! All right, I'm in there. And the best horror villain of them all. According to the public vote, is Pennywise from It. Oh, There's yeah. nothing scarier than a clown. Pedophile clown. You could have hold pedophile clown. Followed up by a pedophile man with a glove. Followed up by an old guy in a black and white tuxedo who just wants to drink your blood. That doesn't suck. That doesn't suck. Very good. So, each of you give your reaction to the top three? Pennywise, for sure. And also, it's it's, uh, it's so, something that's very much on everybody's mind right now. That movie, you're right. With the When I was a kid, when I was an adult, that's that's got a great psychological tie to it. Um, of course, you love Freddy. I mean, to be afraid to go to sleep is, hello. You know, that, that was really something. And I love Dracula. I don't know if he's scary to me, though. It's kind of a sexual thing. Kelly. I don't drink wine. She's melting. It's the bait and switch of I'm going to make you immortal except for you're going to be a vampire. You but you'll be a hot that. vampire. Yeah. And you get that kind of shiny glistening but skin. And they're always yeah. unhappy and then they fry to death. Tiffany, your reaction to the top three? Uh, I'm not surprised at all by Freddy Krueger. Uh, I actually figured he would be a favorite, especially if you're asking at conventions. Uh, and I kind of knew my favorites were off the cusp, you know, but I think a lot of actors that is the case because it's not a mainstream choice. It's like a character choice. Dracula, super agree. I think that's an icon of the genre. It's kind of like where everything blossoms from. 
Tiffany with why? No sharks in the top three. Disappointed? <laughs> no, I think they're great. I think uh, a crazy clown, mm-hmm. a crazy burn dude mm-hmm. with a glove, right. and Dracula's awesome. I think you got good right. people and smart people, amazingly smart people, especially with pick number two. So this has been Who's the Best Horror Villain? Please listen to other Who's the Best episodes. Subscribe, rate, Review and get in touch. We're on Twitter at Who's the Best Pod. We're on Instagram at Who's the Best Pod. Yes, it's easy <laughs> to remember. Um, I'd like each of our guests to tell us uh, where you, the listener, can find out more about them and what they're up to next. Kel? Uh, well, my website is www.kellymaroney.com. K E L, everyone spells my name wrong. So K E L L I. M-A-R-O-N-E-Y. And I'm not mad at you if you spell my name wrong. Everybody does. It's Twitter slash Kelly Maroney and actress Kelly Maroney and uh, fan club Kelly Maroney on We get the picture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what are you up to next? Are you getting killed in anything soon? Uh, no, I'm actually not. I'm doing a sci-fi. I'm doing a um, something that's scary, but I don't get killed. And I have a, um, exorcism at, at 60,000 feet, which is uh, an icon we all get stuck in a plane and hang on, hang on. <laughs> You're doing exorcism at 60,000 feet when yes. you all get stuck in a plane. Where can I buy tickets for that? It's going to come out pretty soon. Right. Well, Look forward you. to the midair. <laughs> thank you. Exorcism. Hi, uh, Tiffany Brookfest. That is my Instagram. That is my Facebook. Tiffany with an I and then Brooke and the word fest. Uh, and Tiffany fest on IMDb and Tiffany fest on IMDb. Mm. And my next project is hopefully with Sandro. Here uh, yes. we have we have a Christmas film, uh, which would be amazing for me to play a mother and not uh, something in a horror genre. It's called <laughs> the Key to Christmas, and uh, and I play uh, you know a New Jersey gangster, obviously. Obviously, Ob- <laughs> so, yes. yeah, of course, naturally. Typecasting, type typecasting <laughs> type again. Can we hear your Jersey accent? Sandro is a character actor, and he did a fantastic job. Oh, bless your heart! Thank you very uh, much. And then, yeah, I have a couple horror things down the pipeline. Um, a new clown movie, my second clown movie. Mm-hmm. Is going to be coming out through Lionsgate very soon called Clown Fear, where I get killed falling in some acid as well. Nice. It happens. Good for your skin. (laughs) Uh, I am Tiffany Shepis. You can find me on Instagram, Shepis, S H E P I S, or Twitter, or Facebook, or any place like that. I also have a podcast called Casualty Friday on the Fangoria Podcast Network. And I have a new movie coming out called Death Sember, which is this crazy anthology uh, with a ton a ton of great horror directors uh lots of female ones lots of male ones some from the u.s some from not so it's all over the place to be out this christmas and a movie called starlight which is uh made by the butcher brothers and it's really cool it's a weird possession demonic awful thing and i i do too as well play a mother but uh not a super nice one (laughs) (laughs) thank you all well we've learned today that whether they're slashers psychos, molesters, or just general monsters. There's some great horror villains out there. Thanks for listening to Who's the Best? Who's the Best? best. This podcast has been a Right Angles production. (laughs) 